The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Would you like to live in the space of infinite possibilities? Is now the time to access your magic? Welcome to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with Glenice Hughes. Join us for the next hour as we bring you the tools, techniques, and tips for you to change the impossible in your life to the possible. Now, here's your host, Glenice Hughes. Hello and welcome to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with myself, Glenice Hughes. I am so, so grateful for each and every one of you listeners. Thank you so, so much. I adore each and every one of you and I am receiving more and more and more feedback every day about people who's just changing their lives using these tools and I'm so, so grateful and I am not able to respond at this point to every one of you, but please know that I do my darndest to reply, even if it's just with a heart or a hugs or a thank you, um, just just so that you know I, I do read them. I am grateful, grateful, grateful. So, so grateful. So here we are, today's show, all about vulnerability. And this show is... Wow, it's, yeah, you know, (laughs) growing up and, you know, most of my life, really, vulnerability was all about uh, being weak and being less than. That was the definition of it from my point of view. You didn't want to be vulnerable. The vulnerable ones were the ones who could get hurt or could... um, you know, were were less than, were weak, who needed somebody, you know, strong to protect them. I mean, that was the energy of being vulnerable. And in my my journey with studying the tools and processes and all of the awesomeness from Access Consciousness, which um, where these tools and processes are from, so accessconsciousness.com for more information, um, has really opened my eyes to what vulnerability really is. And vulnerability really is a level of intensity of awareness that most of us are not willing to have. Because if we're willing to be totally vulnerable, we're willing to receive everything. So everything, you know, being vulnerable means being willing to receive the hug from somebody, being willing to receive hatred from somebody being willing to receive that child abuse occurs being willing to receive that kindness occurs (laughs) you know like everything like really being willing to receive it and I personally do not know that 
I experienced a level of vulnerability like I did. If you listen to the last show that I did about what is, I think it was the last show, uh, what is money really for? And I I have a clip in there from a a class I was facilitating. And if you haven't listened to it, I encourage you to go listen to it. But that level of vulnerability that I allowed myself to, to be in that whole situation has honestly changed everything for me like I mean there's so much that whole situation changed so much for me and and a huge part of it that I'm really starting to acknowledge now is the level of vulnerability my allowance of receiving it my allowance of or yeah I guess my allowance of my awareness of what it was going to create for her And then also my allowance of my awareness of what it was going to create for me. And I don't know if I talked about it on on that show or not, but after after that event occurred and then, you know, however much longer and then we broke for lunch, uh, my body asked me to to have the lunch that I had brought. I often bring a cooler full of food if I'm traveling uh, in my car, if I don't need an airplane, and I bring a cooler full of food, and, and sometimes my body asks for that for lunch, and sometimes we go out and whatever. That day, it asked for to go back to my room and have that lunch, and, and so I ended up with that time to myself. I I forgot my computer in the conference room. Of course, I could have went back, but I, what I realized was I really required the time and the space to just drop my barriers even more, like to really allow myself to be the vulnerability with what was created. Because on one hand, it could have been this whole, oh my gosh, it was so cool, it occurred in a class, look at what everybody else received from it, look at how everybody else went away and, and really got the message that money is about changing realities. I could have really kind of put up barriers like that to to ensure I didn't receive it to the degree I could have. <laughs> I'm not sure if that makes sense to you, but hopefully it does. Uh, and And that lunch break on my own in my room without my computer, without any distraction, was, I was just willing to drop my barriers even more. And I cried and I cried and I cried. And it was just from the space of receiving it. And since then, I've just noticed my my willingness to be vulnerable and it's in a sense for me it's almost like my willingness to be more of me because we are infinite vulnerability you know vulnerability is is like oneness it's it's where we can perceive and know and receive and be everything we don't exclude we don't have barriers up and that's, that's true oneness. That's true vulnerability. And I've been choosing so much more of that without realizing I wasn't before. Like it wasn't like before that whole experience with, with tipping the woman. It was that I was going, oh, I could be vulnerable here, but I won't be. It was never that, or at least not that I was cognitively aware of. But now it's just like it's invited me into this space of vulnerability and as you're listening just allow yourself to go there too and it does feel really different like really different and so many more possibilities like really different really 
I'm going to use the word uncomfortable. I'm not a really big fan of that word because I, I, I find it's overused a lot of times. And that's really the best way to describe it. It's because it's walking around without the usual barriers. I'm not going to say I've got no barriers up because I'm, I'm aware that I still do, depending on the people and where I am and all of what's going on and et cetera, et cetera. Um, but there's also so many less barriers where then I can be the infinite vulnerability that I truly be. Yeah. So everywhere that you haven't been willing to be vulnerable, vulnerable, <laughs> will you destroy and uncreate all that? Return it to sender with consciousness. Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, pot, pot, shorts, boys, and beyonds. In case you're new here, that's the Access Consciousness Clearing Statement. You can go to theclearingstatement.com for more information on how it works. Uh, and basically what occurs, I ask a question and you can say yes in your mind or out loud if you would like to destroy and uncreate it. And then I run the clearing statement and it erases it. I mean, it's, it is true magic, I got to tell you. <clears throat> And it's just this level of this level of vulnerability that that I've really just started touching the surface of in a sense that I didn't even know was possible. And I wonder what can be created in the world if more of us were willing to be the vulnerability we truly be. And that goes back to what I talk about a lot in my classes is dropping the barriers and barriers are walls it's the walls we put up so let's say you're scrolling through facebook and somebody is maybe you know somebody you maybe let's say you went to high school with them and they were always a cranky pants but their posts on facebook are all about you know love light and unicorns farting rainbows and your barriers go up every time you see it because you're like oh you know they're just lying they're fake they're and you kind of go into that space that's the barriers you want to be aware of now you know, barriers like that, big deal. You know, it's something on Facebook and a barrier goes up. I mean, really not the end of the world. And if you're willing to catch it in every situation, then you'll be even more aware of the barriers that go up when you're with somebody you truly love, when you're with your kids, when you're, when you're in a situation where it's going to create so much more for you not to have barriers. If you've trained yourself, so to speak, to not have barriers up, what it can really create then is, in a sense, less work for you <laughs> if you're willing to do it all the time. And I've just asked my body to help me. I just say, body, let me know when I put my barriers up. And I've, I've told this story before uh, where I was doing it was, I don't know if it was last year. No, it would have been two years ago. And I went to a family event and my little niece, uh, who at the time was six, came running over to me and jumped in my arms and, Auntie, Auntie, she said, I sure wish we lived closer to each other so I could see you more often. And in the moment she said that, I was so aware of all the barriers that went up. My body just, you know, gave me a really clear indication, which was like a really, like almost like a sucker punch in my stomach. Um, so a really clear indication that I had put up my barriers. And I was shocked. I mean, who puts up their barriers to a six-year-old? What the heck? And uh, so, you know, kind of put it as a mental note. And, and on my drive home, I was looking at that. And I'm like, okay what was that about? What were those barriers even for? 
And through questioning it and looking at it, what I had the awareness of is I put those barriers up because I actually live quite close to her. And back then, I mean, at that point, I had the Center of Possibilities in Lloydminster, which is the town she lives in. So I was there a lot more often than I was actually seeing her. So, you know, in her saying it, I, I went to the wrongness of me. I went into the judgment of me. Um, I, you know, allowed her to guilt me. And I'm totally, I was totally aware she was manipulating me with it. And I'm totally okay with her manipulating me. Because it really was also like, hey, you know what? You're in that town, say, four to five times a week. And you, and I hadn't seen her for probably two months. So it's really about getting, you know, and asking, and what, what is going to create more in my life? What is more fun for me? So it doesn't mean I have just because I'm in that town that I have to go see her, but it was the willingness of me to go, wow, okay, you know what? My barriers went up. I had judgment of me, and that doesn't actually work for me. And so then it was just more of a cognitive choosing. And now that I'm traveling more, it's even more of a cognitive choosing because it's not that I'm in their town, you know, four to five times a week. It's it's a heck of a lot less with my travel schedule. And it's just the willingness to say, you know, what creates more for me. So again, I don't share that so that you guys think you have to do everything for everybody else. But it was just the willingness to acknowledge. I put my barriers up when she said that. And then I chose to put them down and the way that I like to do it is I'll in, just in my head I'll say oh, barriers down barriers down barriers down in all levels layers lifetimes universes realities barriers down barriers down barriers down because speaking of the center of possibility so this was a, a building that I, I had leased for for all of my classes local classes a few years ago and uh the woman who ran, I don't can't remember what she was called, but she would kind of take care of it all. Like she's who I would give my, my lease check to. And she would, if there was a water leak or something, that's who would come. And honestly, she would just have to walk into the room and my barriers would go up. And so this is why I like the, you know, in all levels, layers, um, universes, realities. This is why I like saying that because there is no reason from this lifetime for my barriers to go up with her. <laughs> like I hadn't had anything that, you know, went really bad or I had, it didn't even really have any interaction with her. And put her and I in the same room and it was barrier meets barrier. Now part of that too was that her barrier, like she lived with her barriers like that and so I would match that. But even when I became aware of that and was willing to what I always call be the most conscious person in the room, which means not put my barriers up even though hers are up, um, mine would always still go up. So I knew there was something from somewhere else that just by saying that and, and you know, cognitively choosing it and, and clearing it and putting them down then would put me in that space of having no barriers. The really cool thing, if you're willing not to have those barriers, if you're willing to be vulnerable, is that nobody can have their barriers up with you if you're willing to have yours down. So if you have a situation where, let's say, your spouse is really upset about something that you did or didn't do, <laughs> if you don't go to that space of defense, then the fight is over and it can become a conversation. And so it becomes a real tool of manipulation, which is a 
brilliant tool because it can change so much. So just imagine the last time that your spouse said, well, why didn't you do that? And then you went to, well, I didn't want to, or I shouldn't have to, or, you know, kind of fight and fight and defense meets defense. If it was like they say, you know, well, why didn't you do that? And you say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that I didn't do that. What can I do to make up for it? Can you perceive the no barriers that are there then? And it's total space, which means they've got no energy to fight up against. And that, to me, is really the willingness to be the most conscious person in the room. Because it's really easy. I'm not sure if you've noticed. I've noticed. It's really easy to fight back. Like, it's really easy to go into the defense energy. Because we have this crazy about needing to be right. And the minute that we even get the energy that somebody thinks we've, we're wrong, we have to prove that we're not and we have to prove that we're right. Now the problem with proving <laughs> is that any time that you think you need to prove something, what you're ultimately doing is you've decided that it's not true. So that's why you have to prove that it is. Because if you know within you that you, 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 you didn't choose to do whatever it is um, from a place of awareness or consciousness and you wouldn't actually have to prove you were right because it would just be like, hey, I'm sorry. Like you would know that you chose it from a different space and you would also have the awareness that they're not going to see it that way. So then you'd be willing to be the most conscious person in the room and change whatever energy is going on, which is a really... Not what most people choose to do. <laughs> so everywhere that you've been fighting and defending and proving how right you are, all the while feeling how wrong you are, <laughs> will you destroy and uncreate all that times a godzillion? Yeah, right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, pudpock, shorts, boys, and beyonds. All right, we are going to head to break. and we come back, we will talk more about vulnerability and all of the benefits of what it can create in your world by choosing to be more vulnerable. We'll be right back. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Close your eyes. Imagine being free of everything that limits you. What would it feel like to live from this space every day? During an infinite possibility session with Glenise, you will clear energy blocks and limitations from every area of your life so you can live beyond your wildest dreams. Sessions can be done in person, over the phone, or using Skype. Find out more online at www.glenise.net. Find out about ongoing classes and workshops as well. And read Glenise's blog. That's www.glenice.net. G-L-E-N-Y-C-E dot net. Did you know that Glenice travels the world facilitating classes, possibilities, and awesomeness? She does. From Ireland to England, across Europe to the Netherlands, and from Guatemala to Nicaragua to Mexico, and her center of possibilities in Lloydminster, Canada. There will be more places added, so find out if Glenice will be in your area. Be sure to check her schedule on www.glenice.net for more information about where Glenice will be visiting next. If you'd like Glenice to come to your area, contact her for the possibilities. www.glenice.net 
You're listening to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenise Hughes. To find out more about Glenise and our program, please visit www.glenise.net. That's G L E N Y C E.net. Now back to Living in the Magic of Possibilities. Welcome back, everybody. So I'd like to invite you to some awesomeness I've got coming up around the world. Oh my gosh, I'm just thrilled. So on November 10th, in Boca Raton, Florida, I will be there for an evening class, just a short little class about As If by Magic. And uh, yeah, I am just thrilled about spending two weeks in Florida. We've already had some snow here in Canada, so uh, I'm thrilled to be getting on the plane and heading to the sunshine. Then on November 13th in Boynton Beach, Florida, we are starting the foundation and level one, so the four days. And you do have to have your access bars class to take that. So if you'd like to join us um, and you don't, have your bars class get a hold of me and we'll see if we can find you one so that you can join in we've got a beautiful group of people coming from many different places Canada the US lots of people from the north of course so how does it get any better and then off to Australia oh my gosh oh my gosh Uh, so on January 1st we are going to start the five days to change your life these are the core classes currently it's called bars foundation and level one and as of January 1st they're just doing a name change so it's going to be bars and the foundation So foundation is going to be four days instead of foundation and level one. Um, So it's still the same classes. Don't worry about it, but it's just a name change. So we're going to start that January 1st in Cairns, Australia. Would love to have you come play. And then off to the um, Fantasyland Hotel in West Edmonton Mall uh, in starting September, goodness, starting February 17th. Uh, Lori Larson and I are going to co-facilitate Access Bars on the 17th of February, which means if you have taken a class with either Lori or myself before, uh, you can use this, um, come and take it and use it as a class towards a bars facilitatorship if you're wishing to do that and then on the 18th we're going to start the four-day foundation so how does it get any better than that uh i don't know if you haven't been to west edmonton mall before check it out online check out fantasyland hotel you can actually get theme rooms if you saw my uh, my birthday pictures from august on facebook uh hubby and i got like a i think it was called a a hollywood room uh, which had like a stripper pole and uh yeah (laughs) Oh, it doesn't get any better than that. So um, lots of fun to be had there. There's a roller coaster. Um, yeah, lots of awesomeness. So do check it out. And then off to Santa Cruz, California, starting February 24th. And same thing, the, the host there, Brooke and I, are going to co-facilitate bars on the 24th. And then we're going to carry on uh, where I facilitate the foundation. Uh, so the four days after that. And I'm not sure what the temperature is like in Santa Cruz in the end of February. But what I do know is it's going to be warmer than here in Alberta, Canada. So how does it get any better? Uh, I'll just probably be starting to lose my tan from the two months in Australia. I know, like hard day, right? (laughs) So... Yeah, that's some awesomeness. Of course, I've got online stuff going on all the time. So be sure to check that out. If you just go to my webpage at glenise.net, 
uh, right at the very front, the first page you'll land on, I usually have the current ones on, like there's pictures of them. So you just go click on the pictures for more information and join us. The changing your body as if by magic. We have had three of the six calls. It is beyond what I ever imagined this series would be like. So you are welcome to join us. You do want to listen to the first three calls first. Uh, the next call is November 12th. So you do have some time to get in on that. I uh, would love to have you. And then on this past Sunday, I did a live class in Edmonton called As If By Magic. And it was a, an afternoon class. And you can go and purchase that. There's a handout with eight different magic tricks and the audios. And yeah, it was it was so cool. So cool. At one point, this one of the ladies like just hollered out, this is ludicrously awesome. <laughs> so how does it get any better than that? Um, yeah. Okay. So back to vulnerability. And really, the way that, that Gary, the founder of Access, has described it or have heard him describe it is that it is like the open wound. Like you really literally walk around feeling like an open wound. So the barriers is when we scab it over, like when we try to cover it up so we don't feel it so intensely. And really, ultimately, what you want to do is let it be open. And it does a lot of times feel really uncomfortable. Like I know, especially that afternoon um, and probably even the next day, <laughs> um, gosh, probably ever since, but you know, where, where I just cry a lot easier and not like crying, sobbing, end of the world stuff, <laughs> uh, but just tear up, you know, just tear up and, and shed some tears. And it's not wrong, and it's also not something we want to make significant. You know, that's something you want to be really aware of, and I, I often have to bring up in classes because it's not something we're taught in this reality. But a lot of times when people cry, our first thing to do is go and touch them and hug them and, and in a sense, try to soothe them. You really don't want to do that. I mean, you want to be aware of what the person requires, of course, but lots of times just handing a Kleenex is the most kind thing because what occurs when we go in and we try to um, uh, soothe them or, or touch them and, and try to in a sense stop their crying is we lock them up wherever they're at in that moment so we energetically lock it up now it's different if a child is crying and running to you because they skinned their knee or something like that that's a different situation but just be aware with friends and family and people around you know if they're really being from that space of vulnerability and they're just sharing something or they're going through something or they're processing something really just allow that and also check in with yourself you know where are you putting a, a stop to it or where are you maybe uncomfortable with their level of vulnerability so then that what you're doing is you're trying to stop it so that you feel more comfortable so it's just becomes where you can just in your mind be okay barriers down and allow them to choose whatever they need to choose with it now sometimes people are crying from that place of you know they want attention and they want the you know the the big hugs and all of that that's totally fine you know it's not about not giving it or telling them they're wrong it's just you want to be in your awareness if it is from that place of vulnerability allow them the space for that and be willing to drop your barriers it's also a great experience at least from my point of view to be comfortable with people's emotions so that I'm not affected by them 
there was a time where, you know, maybe I'd watch a commercial or there'd be something going on where there'd be, you know, where I would join in the crying. And a lot of times we see that as a kindness. And and it can be. What I've been more aware of for myself is when I do it from that place, I guess there's two couple ways for for the way you could do it is one it could be from that place of you know you're you're from the oneness and they're going through what they're going through and you're witnessing and and you're being there and there's that level of vulnerability that you're witnessing and and there's that kindness and and you just being all of that and them being all of that and and there's tears shared amongst you but the way that I would do it before was more that I would be crying because I would jump into their universe. So it's almost like I would be choosing to suffer or choosing their pain or choosing to experience it as opposed to witness it. So be aware of that too, because if you're jumping into their universe and experiencing it with them, it's one, it's going to be probably tough on your body because <laughs> you're just going to be trying to process something that isn't yours and your body gets all like what is going on here um, and two it's actually really unkind because what you're ultimately saying to that person energetically is you can't deal with this on your own I've got to step in and, and help out and I've got to jump into your universe and take over and all of that stuff so it's something you just really want to be aware of with that so that it's from that level of kindness and it's from the space of um, being with them instead of from the place of I have to fix this and I have to take care of that. So everywhere you've done that in the past, will you just join and create it all and return it to sender with consciousness? <sighs> right, wrong, good, battle, nine, putt, shorts, boys and beyonds. Yeah. And there becomes a... You know, with total vulnerability, a lot of times people, again, kind of misidentify. Actually, let's clear that. All of the misidentifications and misapplications of vulnerability that you have from all lifetime spaces, dimensions, realities, universes, anywhere I haven't mentioned. Uh, will you revoke, recant, rescind, renounce, denounce, reclaim, destroy, and uncreate all that times a godzillion and return it to sender with consciousness? Yeah, right, wrong, good, bad, online, putt, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Because with total vulnerability, it really is that sense of oneness. It really is the infinite awareness. You know, where a lot of times people think that if you're if you're vulnerable, then you're going to be, you know, treated poorly, or you're going to be hurt, or you're going to be um, less than somebody who's not vulnerable. When ultimately with vulnerability you have infinite awareness which means you know everything that's going on you you have you know it and you don't have a point of view about it so you guys have heard me talk before about animal abuse and and my you know that's been the biggest thing for me really to to clear the points of view around and so it's like a lot of times people say well if you're vulnerable then you know you would never you'd never be able to to take care of that it's like no if you're willing to be totally vulnerable then you'd have the infinite awareness of everybody who's choosing it 
no point of view about it, which means then you can be the change that's required. Whether it's phoning the, what we would do in Canada, there's something called the SPCA, you could phone them, uh, you could phone the police, you could, you know, there's lots of different things you could do, but you would actually have the awareness of what would, what it would take to change it compared to somebody who has barriers up. The minute we put barriers up, we have no awareness of it. We're locked into those judgments, into those conclusions. You know, how many times have we said, um, and, you know, maybe it's not animal abuse, maybe it's child abuse or, or spouse abuse or something like that, and we go, oh my gosh, I never would have expected it from that person. It's, yeah, those are conclusions that we have that that person wouldn't do that. Or I know growing up we had a family and, and he was the minister, I'm not sure which church, doesn't really matter, but he was the minister. And so years later to find out that he was abusing his his daughters. And people, of course, are like, well, boy, you don't expect it from him. It's like, well, you know what? The minute that we go, okay, well, I expect it from this person and I don't expect it from this person, those are blinders. Those are barriers that we put up instead of just walking around with infinite awareness. And it's, you know, where then people sometimes take it to the other extreme and go, oh, well, then everybody's doing it. They just kind of expect that everybody's doing it. It's like, no, it's not that either. It's the, it's the willingness to have the awareness so that once you have the awareness, then you can be the change. You can be the energy that changes anything. But you can't change anything from behind barriers. So all of the barriers that you've created to ensure that you don't change anything and everything stays the same for all eternity. Will you destroy and uncreate at all times a godzillion? Right, wrong, good, bad, online, pipoc, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Now, a lot of times people talk about being too afraid to be vulnerable. And this is something that comes up a lot in classes, whether it's about vulnerability or something else, but it's the fear. <laughs> Uh, I do have a show called The Truth About Fear. I'm not sure when it was, but if you just go back in the archives, I strongly encourage you to listen to that show. Uh, and also, the biggest thing with fear is that usually we've misidentified it. So it's it's an excitement, but we've called it fear. And the minute that we go, to, oh, I'm too afraid or I'm I'm scared, <clears throat> then we use that as a barrier, as a reason to stop us from choosing whatever it is so next time you go to oh I'm too afraid to be vulnerable or I don't want to be vulnerable here too because it's too scary check in ask yourself truth am I afraid truth am I excited because chances are you are so excited because your body knows the amount of energy and physical exertion that it takes to have barriers up. And so it gets so excited when you're willing to be vulnerable. And things do feel more intense. I won't lie to you there. (laughs) My little girl kitty, uh, her name is Lady Toddington, and we call her Toddy for short. And she um, wasn't feeling well. And the first couple days, I was just aware of it, but I wasn't really cognitively aware of it. So I kept saying to my husband, something's not quite right. And then by, uh, by about the third day, I was like, you know what? She has an 
ate or drank all day. So that's usually with animals a pretty clear sign that something's going on. So we with that I realized that that night and so I'm like okay well we'll go in the, to the vet to the morning. And so in the night as I was laying there you know she often sleeps sn- snugged up beside me and and just laying there with her and the willingness to to be with whatever it is she was going to choose and I you know because it it's a choice if she would like not to have a body anymore or if she would like to have a body and you know part of it was kind of going to the extreme of okay well if she chose not to have a body anymore oh that would be tough but it was from a totally different space than you know other times when I've had cats that were sick or have chose not to have bodies anymore um the level of vulnerability for me was so different because it wasn't a I don't even know how to put it into words, but it wasn't like a, please don't go, please don't leave me, please, you know, like kind of that desperation, which I I have had before, <laughs> I really have. Um, and this time it was like, hey, I'd really like you not to, I adore you, I'm so grateful you're here. And if that's something that you desire to choose, you know that I'm here for you, you know that you, you can choose what you require to choose. Uh, and I would love for you to choose to stay here. But it was such a different space, which ultimately led and created it to be such a different space in the whole process of going to the vet and and you know finding out it was um her pancreas I think pancreatitis or something like that um so just some medications and and we're just going to keep watching her and and uh, it's so cool because our our house sitters uh one of them is a trained vet vet tech <laughs> so how does it get any better than that uh, so she's in very good hands while we're in Florida also but it was just a different space of being one I'm so grateful for but there was still the the intensity of wow if she chose to go okay I'm okay we're okay and damn <laughs> that would not be fun which again is just so different than anything else that I've ever chosen in the past. So seriously, how does it get any better than this? All right, we've got to head to break. And when we come back, we'll talk more about being vulnerable. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Close your eyes. Imagine being free of everything that limits you. What would it feel like to live from this space every day? During an infinite possibility session with Glenice, you will clear energy blocks and limitations from every area of your life so you can live beyond your wildest dreams. Sessions can be done in person, over the phone, or using Skype. Find out more online at www.glenice.net. Find out about ongoing classes and workshops as well. And read Glenice's blog. That's www.glenice.net. G-L-E-N-Y-C-E.net. Did you know that Glenice travels the world facilitating classes, possibilities, and awesomeness? She does. From Ireland to England, across Europe to the Netherlands, and from Guatemala to Nicaragua to Mexico, and her center of possibilities in Lloydminster, Canada. 
There will be more places added, so find out if Glenice will be in your area. Be sure to check her schedule on www.glenice.net for more information about where Glenice will be visiting next. If you'd like Glenice to come to your area, contact her for the possibilities. www.glenice.net. You're listening to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenice Hughes. To find out more about Glenice and our program, please visit www.glenice.net. That's G L E N Y C E.net. Now back to Living in the Magic of Possibilities. Welcome back, everybody. So let's talk even more about vulnerability. This, again, is just a subject that is almost feels brand new to me. I mean, it totally isn't. And to the level that I'm willing to be it now really feels like that. And I was even sharing with with a friend how, um, you know, Hubby and I have been together for over 20 years. And for the majority of that time, (laughs) I've always been very happy when he was going to work for the day or when he was going, um, there's a couple times a year where he would go away for the weekend and, oh, it would just always be like, oh, yes, and there would be more space and there would be more uh, me time and, you know, all of these interesting points of view that I had. And what has really changed in the last, well, ever since he retired at the end of December, Um, and my willingness to drop my barriers, my willingness to be more vulnerable, is that I have this, this adoration for him that I've never allowed myself to have before. And so in October, he was going away for, for one of the usual weekends that he goes away. And it was so interesting to me, because I wasn't happy about it. It wasn't that I was unhappy or like I thought he should stay or I was, you know, it wasn't like that. But for the first time ever, I wasn't like, yay, I was like, oh, and I was like, wow, I'll really miss you. And I like really meant it, not not from a place of like desperate or anything like that, but just from that level of vulnerability and the allowance of that for myself and the allowance to voice it and I was I was sharing with a friend because she's her and I've been friends for oh gosh probably 15 years 14 years so she knows and and her and I talk about all of this stuff really uh in depth so so she knows the journey and you know I was just saying to her this is so strange and and another friend was there as we were talking about it and it was interesting. I'm so grateful because she caught me. And what I said was, I feel like one of those needy women. And the the other friend said to me, she's like, well, what does that mean to you? And it was like, wow, I had really connected um, kind of it being needy, like, oh, I can't have him go or I'm nothing without him or kind of that level of energy with um, with being vulnerable. So for all of the years prior, it was part of like, I'm independent, I don't need anybody, I don't need anything, I can do it all my own type of energy. And in these last, um, you know, 11 months with him pretty much 24-7, I mean, not all the time, but a lot of the times that I really allowed myself to receive from him in ways I've never received before, 
really allowed myself to be me with him. And that was a lot of when I would be so happy when he was going to work for the day or going away for the weekend was because I had decided I couldn't be me with him. So if he wasn't here, then I could just be me instead of going, well, I could actually be me. And if he doesn't like it, that's his choice. You know, I I wasn't willing to to be there before. And so it just becomes this level of total vulnerability. And and then that so grateful again for that question of like, what's needy and looking at that going, you know what, it's actually not needy to enjoy having your spouse around or a friend or some whoever it doesn't matter. That's not needy. Now, if I was doing it from please don't go, please stay, I can't live without you. I mean, that's a total different energy. But really from the place of hey, you know what, I'm gonna miss you. I'm used to having you around. And even when we weren't sure that he would be able to come to Florida with me because we didn't have a, a kitty and a house sitter at the time. Um, the thought of going by myself was very different than any other time when I was going places by myself. And it was just, again, the willingness to be vulnerable, the willingness to say, it's okay to adore somebody so much that you desire to be with them. And it's also okay to not be with them all the time. Like, again, it's not that you have to, but it's the, the willingness. And I, and I struggled with it internally. And I mean, this might sound kind of strange to you guys, but I, I struggled with it internally because it was like, but what if I allow myself to, in a sense, get this close and he chooses not to, you know, so he chooses to die, he chooses to, to leave, whatever. I mean, I, I know it sounds ludicrous, I get that, but that was really kind of the energy of it. Because, I mean, how many other lifetimes has that occurred? How many other times in my life, even this lifetime, where I've chose that, um, and then that's occurred. So then we kind of build up these barriers, these kind of preset barriers in a sense of, okay, this is how much I'll let somebody in because they're just going to leave anyway, or they're just going to hurt me anyway. And that's really kind of what I had done with him. It's like, okay, he's here. Yes. We enjoy each other. Yes. And there's a certain level of, say, receiving that I, I will be with him, but that's it. Or I'll only show him 10% of me because the 90% he won't like, so I'm not going to do that. Or, you know, kind of that sort of crazy. That I honestly, other than, I mean, I was aware that I was excited when he was going to work for the day or he was going for the weekend. I wouldn't have ever, like, I didn't ever see it necessarily as bad. Um, But now that I see what's actually possible within our marriage and even for each of us, for both of us, I guess, each of us, both of us, uh, when we're willing to be that vulnerable, willing to enjoy being around each other and maybe having the preference of when we are and also still willing to choose to do what works for us. So if he had a a week-long event that he wanted to go to, I would never stop him and, you know, could, would I maybe be creative about like, hey, how can I go with you and teach a class there or, you know, something like that? Of course, absolutely. But it's, it's the willingness to receive that level of intensity of adoring somebody so much and also allowing them to have choice and allowing yourself to have choice. Because really, um, I would never desire to put myself in a position where I wouldn't go somewhere without him 
Um, unless, I mean, I, unless it's done from awareness of, hey, you know what, that doesn't feel light to go on my own, like that's different. Uh, but if it's from, oh, I can't live without you by my side, I'm not going, that, that doesn't work for me. So having it be from that place of knowing that, you know, I adore him, I adore spending time with him, I know how much more fun life can be with him, and also being willing to have a life outside of that also that may or may not include him you know because he has this hobby of geocaching and I have no desire to do it to the degree that he does it and so he gets that in a sense outside of us he goes and does that and and goes and spends lots of time doing it and it works really well because it's one of the reasons he loves to travel with me because he gets to do it in so many more places around the world so it's that willingness to be that vulnerable. And I mean, I, I think a lot of parents, in a sense, go through something similar where you where you have to be willing to be vulnerable with your kids. And every step of the, of the way is another level of vulnerability. I mean, when they're just starting off to go to play school and then going off to uh, kindergarten and then wanting to go to a friend's overnight. And then, you know, like there's there's just those aspects of allowing them to choose for themselves and maybe it feels really intense to you allowing them to choose that, but you are also aware as a parent that it's the only way that they can grow and, and become more of them. And it's just that same sort of thing. So you have that intensity, you have the vulnerability, you're also willing to have the awareness, okay, you know, is it going to create more for them to stay overnight at that friend's house? Is that, you know, get that going to work? Are they really going to do what they say they're going to do? Are they going out drinking or, you know, all of that. So you're willing to have that vulnerability without the barriers of, I can't, they can't do it, you know, they can't go sleep at a friend's house until they're 20 or something like that. Like all of that too can, for parents, I mean, I, again, I don't have children. I have fur kids that are, are um, a little bit different to raise than other human kids, of course, but it's, it's from a different space and just allowing that and, and dropping the barriers because the more, the less barriers you have up between you and whoever it is, whether it's your child, your spouse, your friend, your boss, the, the person leasing you the space, the whoever it is, the less barriers you have, the more vulnerable you're willing to be, the more that you actually can change the situation in whatever way. It might be to change it you know, totally so that they don't go sleep at that friend's house because something wasn't going to create more there or to change it from something totally different and just the willingness to have no barrier so that you have infinite awareness. So that means you know, you perceive and you receive everything. You don't have barriers up to it. You don't go, oh, that's the minister's house. They'll be safe there. Right? Because I mean, that that's just a crazy barrier limitation conclusion that doesn't create more. Or they can't go stay there because they live on the wrong side of the tracks and bad stuff always happens on the wrong side of the tracks. It's the same type of limitation. So the more that you're willing to be vulnerable, the more that you're ultimately going to create. So all of the lies that you've bought about vulnerability and all of the bad and wrong and horrible stuff that will happen when you're vulnerable. <laughs> will you destroy and uncreate all that times a godzillion and return it to sender with consciousness? 
right, wrong, good, bad, online, podpock, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And one of the questions that I always love to ask is, so right now, you know, just if you, if you're not driving or something, if you can just close your eyes and just universe, show me what my life would be like if I were willing to be totally vulnerable. Yeah. And then you can ask the opposite universe, show me what my life would be like if I keep tons of barriers up. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, the, it, it just helps you to choose it more and more so that you're willing to have no barriers. You're willing to be total vulnerability. And it does change the world. Like it really, really does. It sounds so simple or, I mean, I guess simple might be the word or basic or silly. Like it's not enough. I'm not out there working, you know, sweating, building schools or uh, helping the needy or, you know, something like that. And it's like, and what if you walking around with no barriers is actually what does change the world? Yeah. So everywhere you're not willing to receive that, will you destroy and uncreate it all? Right, wrong, good, battle, nine, putt, puck, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Because ultimately, you without barriers, me without barriers, or at least even, let's say, 50% of the time, okay? Let's say 50% of the time, if we walk around and we live our life from no barriers, we're willing to receive anything, we're willing to have infinite awareness. We're willing to be whatever is required. Yeah. Can you perceive the energy that's possible with that? Yeah. And then we choose that. And then how many people will start choosing it based on us choosing it? A lot. Like, honestly, a lot. Because <laughs> really... From my experience, that's the only thing that is actually what people, it's like that's how they change. That's how we choose to be different. One person shows us that it's possible and then we then know it is and then we can choose that. To me, that's the greatest gift that we can give somebody. And not that you should choose to be vulnerable so that other people will. You want to choose it for you. But it's such a cool thing to experience when you choose it. And it makes you happy. It makes your life more fun, more fulfilling, more, more, more money, more possibilities. And then other people choose it based on what you're creating. I actually just did this post on my on my Facebook group, uh, not the Living in the Magic of Possibilities one, but my it's called Glennie Hughes hashtag as if by magic. So come on over, um, and I put a post on there. There's a picture, a beautiful picture that when I was getting photos done, uh, the the photographer snapped the photo of me laughing, and I just love the picture. And I put a quote on there, um, you know, be so happy that when other people look at you, they choose to be happy too. And that's where I talk about, you know, I've, I've been inspiring people through, I mean, this radio show, through all sorts of ways through my business for, for 13 years. I've been doing this. I mean, how does it get any better than that? 
And in these last six months of being magic with my body and playing with makeup and, you know, having beautiful eyelashes uh, that I, you know, get extensions for and doing all of this stuff, suddenly people around the world are choosing more of that for them because of how happy it's making me. It's inviting them into a possibility. I will be honest, never in a million years did I ever, ever expect or think or even know it was possible to inspire other people in regards to their bodies. Like other ways, yes, yes. And I acknowledge it and I'm grateful for it and I love it. But bodies and makeup and clothes, and I mean, that is so phenomenal to me that me just loving it and having fun with it and playing with it is creating that change to the degree that my hairdresser, who I have known for 20 years, I have been to her once a month for 20 years. Her and I used to work together. I used to be a hairdresser, believe it or not. Um, And she was doing my hair and she doesn't like to be noticed. She doesn't like to be seen. And I was saying to her, you've got to go to the store and get this. It was a, it's a, I think Revlon, um, lipstick and the color is called espresso and I said that would look beautiful on you and she's like no 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 I don't wear colors I don't want to be seen I don't want to be noticed she went out right after I left that day and bought that lipstick like honestly you got you just you cannot even imagine how thrilled I am to be that inspiration for people and what might change if we were all willing to be that inspiration and be that inspiration from being vulnerable, just dropping our barriers, walking around with no barriers up? Yeah. So anything that doesn't allow that for you, will you destroy and uncreate it, return it to sender with consciousness? Right, wrong, good, battle, nine, pop, pop, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And what physical actualization of a phenomenal life and living without barriers, from total vulnerability, are you now capable of generating, creating, and actualizing anything that doesn't allow that to show up as if by magic? Will you destroy and uncreate it all? Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, pot, pock, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Thank you so much for listening in. Oh, I'm so, so grateful for each and every one of you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and I look forward to talking to you next week. Thank you again for joining us. Living in the Magic of Possibilities can be heard every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Please join Glenise Hughes for another edition of our program next week. Mm-hmm.